0: Welcome back to the Kingsway Podcast. Welcome. It's good to see you. It's it's a new year, Ryan. New year. Same shirts as last episode. Uh, We're pretending like it's a new year. Yeah. Or are we not pretending?
1: What we're pretending is that we didn't just record this and the last one back to back. No, we
0: didn't. We recorded them completely different We just did
1: the laundry in the past (laughs) week and then put on the same hats too. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) <laughs> if you're seeing this, it is, it is probably, tw- it's really close or it is uh, 2023. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, here's the thing. I I told Ryan this about two days ago and I said, listen, I I have some things I want to share about kind of my own year and my own journey and some of the stuff I've been through, but we want to time it with kind of the start of the year because yeah. of some of the things that it's been about and you were like all about it. Yeah.
1: Because and- like what we want to do is hit you before the new year where you're thinking about new year's resolutions and am yep. I going to get gym membership and all this stuff yep. and hit you with this.
0: Yeah. Because uh, over this last year <laughs> I have, um, I've never really been a very disciplined person. Yeah. Um, I can put my mind to something and focus for sets amount of times, but I would say like having a routine and having like natural habits that are healthy Um, was just something I kind of coasted on for a long time. And having kids changes you and kind of rips the selfishness out of you and you get into habits that you have to. You're kind of forced into
1: it. Dietary habits. They weren't
0: choices that you made. They were choices that you were forced upon you and then you kind of adjust to it. And that, I think, is different than discipline.
1: They were choices you made at the end of your
0: priority list. Yes.
1: You kind of look at the scraps of your energy and your time and like.
0: Yep. What well, I and even some of the that? ways you adjust to like <coughs> sleep schedules and you know, bringing things and adjusting yeah. what you cook and all that is it wasn't really something you ever chose. Well, this last year I made it kind of a priority after a, a kind of a scary, a little bit of scary doctor's appointment and just kind of being told, you know, like, hey, some of the things you're dealing with like, I was dealing with uh sleep apnea, um, I was dealing with um, a lot a of, bit of, of insomnia, burn, a lot of insomnia at the beginning yeah. of the year, especially, um. Then I had a uh, heartburn like crazy. I was having some panic attacks coming off of COVID, and I couldn't figure out where, where they were coming from, kind of waves of panic and fear and anxiety that I'd never experienced before, and I have so much more sympathy for. Uh, and then I had some bad uh, blood work. I got liver enzymes were high. I had some cholesterol that was high. And then I, got, um, I had some high blood pressure and yeah. all of that at once. And so about February and March um, – started realizing that maybe I was going to have to make some changes. So I got prescribed a whole bunch of sleeping pills and like uh, some anti-anxiety medication and some stuff for my uh, sleep and all all this stuff. And it basically came down to my doctor told me you can either take all these pills for the rest of your life and it'll probably make some of this and most of it at least manageable, or you can get off your butt <laughs> and go try to work out. And I hadn't really done an evaluation of myself in a long time. And so it was one of those, like, you sit down, you look yourself in the mirror, and you kind of go like, are you going to do this or not? And basically, somehow, through a very, you know, I would say God-ordained set of circumstances, I started to track my calories on, a, on an app, and I started to think about going to the gym, and I ran into... A good friend of mine that used to be a student of mine, his name's Justin, Mm -hmm. and he was going to the gym every day and has transformed his body over the last six years through his discipline and diet and all this. And he just drugs. Not as much diet. No. That dude
1: eats whatever he wants. Well,
0: he eats the same things every day. And that I don't know if any of you know that he he eats eggs and steak every morning. And then he loves El Azteca. That is where that kid yeah. goes nuts. I mean, he just he can eat whatever he wants, but he's also 25. And, yeah, that's you true. know, I'm 38. So it's like, yeah. like ah. it's different. So uh anyway, started working out and tracking my calories and just slowly but surely uh changing my relationship with food and changing the way that uh, I view um just discipline and anyway i've I've been on a journey since then and uh officially uh yesterday i I am 72 pounds lighter than i was uh back in march and i say that with a grain of salt of like you know not very many people have done that i get that i, I have a massive accomplishment in my heart that i feel like i i, I want to share it, but also just like I, I I, don't think the benefits are really the weight loss as much as a lot of the other lessons that I've learned. And we've had yeah. lots of conversations about this. But yeah. um, one of the first benefits that I saw was, like, when I would get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you'd, like, turn on the light in the bathroom and you, like, look at yourself in the mirror, I wouldn't recognize myself before. Like, I would see myself and I'd be like, I don't like the way I look. Um, and now it's almost the exact opposite. Where, like, I go and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, recognize myself that's that's who i am i see my value
1: because in in high school and this is true for a lot of people uh you weighed less you were a lot more athletic and you you wouldn't necessarily work out all the time no but you were like a part of sports most of the year and and stayed pretty fit because of that yeah
0: and it really was like kind of a (laughs) slow you know two to three pounds and i'd done diets before but most of them were like keto and crash diets but i'd never really changed my relationship with food and then I really had never partnered working out on a consistent basis with it. And I cannot stress enough. And I and I have to tell you, I'm not just doing like those two things. You know, I've done cold therapy. I mean I'm doing massive amounts of, of lifting but also cardio at this point. Like it's it's not it's not that I'm just, you know, I'm using you know the sauna Lots of different stretching and, and mobility stuff to keep my dexterity as well because I am a little older and trying to prevent injury. Uh, and I've had a lot of different people helping me along the way. But one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, and reason I wanted to share this was I wanted to maybe point people to resources that helped me, but also just possibly start getting someone, to, if, any, if you're listening, just getting someone to, to take a step uh, towards some healthy changes, and one of the reasons mm. that I started to make these changes in my life was I didn't realize how much um, my eating had become a coping mechanism. Yeah. And it's really scary to talk about, not very fun to talk about whenever people are like, yeah, how'd you lose all the weight?" And you're just basically like, I had to stop eating all the things I really loved a lot. I had to change everything. I changed everything. Like, it wasn't
1: a pill. it, it wasn't a No. I'm going to cut out wheat. No. Something. It wasn't like, and yeah,
0: it, it really became understanding, you know, how much food, how much food really was, was in control of my emotions in control of sometimes how I felt during the day in control of whether or not I felt like the day was successful or good. And yeah. well, when I got stressed, it would, it would unstress me and, you know, and it really just reshaped that. I think that's been the larger change than anything is, is, uh, constantly having to, um watch myself because it it yeah. doesn't go away uh very quickly that that yeah. relationship has to be built over time and change your taste buds and change your desires for what you're craving and then ultimately learning how to say no uh and then ultimately too like well, this is where i'm at now where you can say yes to some things that you hadn't been able to for a while because now you're more to a maintaining stage than you are yeah. to a losing stage and and um, you can
1: be a little more creative too with oh it. you were talking gosh. to me
0: about that a lot where it's
1: like it's not that I can't have pizza, mm-hmm. but if I'm trying to be smart about food and not let food control my life, how can I change pizza and limit pizza yep. to to a sustainable amount? So getting a thin crust or a cauliflower crust mm-hmm. and toppings make a big difference. So big. doing a margarita pizza instead of a meat lover supreme, whatever, yes. like, uh-huh. like loaded down with pepperoni and all this stuff. And uh, those kind of choices help you still enjoy food and 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 not have a quaker i think this is right a quaker relationship with food we're like they i'm okay i hope i'm not wrong i hope i'm not just spewing misinformation But i'm pretty sure that it was the quakers who invented cereal because they wanted a food source that was sustainable that was reasonable and that didn't indulge you Mm. they didn't have sugar cereals they just had like cornflakes with no sugar yeah so that they could have a food that wouldn't like become an idol and they wanted <coughs> them and like a lot of monks before them in different traditions like wanted to alleviate pleasure from your life so that so that you could not rely on any of those things or crave any of those things but then replace those with prayer and other stuff and this is not exactly what we're talking about no no but this, it's But there's a control over your life, a control over your food rather than your food controlling you.
0: It's a little bit like when you uh, use caffeine as kind of like the constant way to keep yourself awake. Yeah. It loses its effectiveness eventually. Like you have to take more and more and more. And I feel like with food, you lose the ability to enjoy it and it becomes something you have to have. And you have to have it in the way that you want it in order to be okay. Yeah, And, uh, as weird as this sounds, like that that relationship with food has always been there for me. You know, like I I think about back to my childhood. Like I had such a good me- metabolism, I could eat whatever I want. I had a yeah. six pack and I was ripped. And like you know, I, I didn't have to lift very much in high school because I'm just kind of naturally genetically strong. I know it sounds like I'm being super humble right now,
1: um, but if you if you see Trevor's dad, you'll yeah. be like, yeah, that's a stocky dude. Yeah, that's a that's a guy who looks like. He doesn't work out, but also is strong at the same time.
0: He doesn't have to worry about it because his body has always responded in that way. And I mean, yeah. even at the age that he's at now, and I, I, you know, he's still strong and it very capable and able. Yes, and that's how yeah. I've always been. But then, you know, that was some of the first signs of maybe that I need to reclaim some territory. And like that, that's literally what I used to say: I'm like reclaiming territory. I've not yeah. been there, which I have learned. So much about getting into shape and nutrition and figuring out lots of little things, but one yeah. of the one of the ways I started to discover that I had lost that was I was actually with Cooper and we were at a playground, which is my middle son he's nine, and he had never done the monkey bars, and he was trying to learn how to do them, and it was this terrifying moment where something that I had done my whole life that I had swung yeah. and rock climbed and done all this, and I went to show him how to do the monkey bars, and I couldn't do it, couldn't even hold myself with my hands on a bar and not fall off. And I remember like being like, when did that go away? Like, when did that leave? I didn't realize that that wasn't there anymore.
1: And you had been a little active before you started working out in like disc Mm -hmm. golf and other stuff, which isn't like regular intense cardio. It's like playing baseball where it's like, yes, there's some activity for about walking 15 seconds. (laughs) And then you walk like you're walking.
0: That's all it is. And, no, and I had I had hurt my hamstrings. I had a couple like I had covid pretty bad at the very start of 2021 and it really wrecked my lungs. Yeah. And I never really fully recovered. Uh that was kind of the start of the down where like taking the trash out was hard for like 6 months. Like my lungs just yeah. never felt like they could fully inflate. Um and I had pleurisy, which is, like, this like this irritation of the lung sac itself, and it really was painful for a while. It's not excuses in the sense of, like, I had plenty of time to have recovered, but, you know, now I'm up to the time, you know, now I'm up to the place where, like, I can do sets of 15 pull-ups. I can do, you know, 30 dips in a row. I can do probably 75 push-ups in a row. Like, I, I've gotten to the place where, like, not only have I gotten stronger, but then my body weight's gone down, so it's like this perfect yeah. balance yeah. of like, oh, sweet! Like when I started doing dips, it was 278 pounds, so this is harder to do dips than when you're 206. You know, it's yeah. like 206 makes the dips a lot easier, um, and that's why my legs were always so big because when you're fat, every day is leg day. And <laughs> um yeah, but yeah, the journey that the journey that I've seen this really take place is the discipline, like I talked about at the beginning. Um, there's a really cool YouTube video that I might, uh, attach to here called atomic habits. And, uh, it's a really cool talk about the power of, uh, of on ramps to habits. And I think it's one of the the things that I've seen in myself. And, it, and he quotes this book, um, called atomic habits that has the story about this dance instructor that, um, has been dancing every day for two hours for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, she talks about how she does not have to think about going to work out for two hours. All she has to do is put on her dance clothes and hail a cab because she works in, in New York. She says, "Once I hail that cab, I'm going to work out. Like it's not, it's not a if I will. It's like I will." And I think that has been kind of the the tall tale sign here that's become me recognizing that these are no longer, um, things that I'm choosing to do. They're just who I am. Like, yeah. Like, last night, uh, I went and worked out, uh, and mine is once I get my shoes on and I make it to my van, I'm going to work out. Like, I'm going to drive. I'm going to work out. Yeah. There's no um, there's no issue with it. And I think for a lot of people, they just have to figure out what that on-ramp is and then let yeah. the habit flow from the on-ramp. Um,
1: and that's that's kind of been the change. It's not that you've worked out really hard once a week or twice a week, whatever, but that you've made it a consistent habit and that it's kind of changed who you are mentally. You talked to me before about, um, how working out, exercising, doing all this stuff, um, more that than the food, but, Mm -hmm. but how working out has, uh, changed your, your discipline and your ability to do hard stuff. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about that. That,
0: that was, uh, that was probably my, that's probably the statement that I say at the gym a lot. And, you know, without, Pulling the curtain back too much because it doesn't just involve me, but my, my wife and I have had some health things that we've been walking through together over this last year that we've had some mystery in. And nothing, nothing's been life-threatening or anything like that, but it's affected kind of the quality of our life. And so yeah. it's been a challenging season for both of us. And going to the gym, it's kind of become a mantra on my head that I do hard things on purpose so that when hard things show up in my life, they're easy. Uh, Joe Rogan's famously is the one that that came up with that statement but um, Mm -hmm. came from David Goggins as well who's a Navy uh, Navy SEAL but the both of those guys talk about that. And I remember hearing that before, but now I understand it. Uh, yeah. One of the coolest. You've kind
1: of embodied it. Yes. Yeah, so one of the coolest things, things I've life. been
0: doing. And again, I'm trying not to boast. I'm just trying to talk about the mental fortitude of this. Um, You're trying to take us on the journey with you. Yes, because the the truth of the matter is um, I hit plateaus. When you lose weight, you hit plateaus and you have to decide, am I going to eat less or move more? Because that's the only way you lose weight is if you eat less and move more. And so if you hit a plateau, sometimes you're building muscle, and so you just got to wait for your body to kind of get over the hump to where it, it now is using more of your metabolism to now yeah. break the fat down. But most of the time, you just what you did before isn't going to get you to the next place. You have to let go of that and grab onto something new. So you eat a little less, you move a little more. So in October, um, I started hitting a plateau, and Justin looked at me. He goes, yeah, it's time to go to the next level. And so I started working out twice a day. Um, and mainly it's because I was trying to get down to 200 pounds by the end of the year, and I'm like six pounds and I'm trying so flipping hard. But I started doing this thing called the Stairmaster, and I don't know mm-hmm. if any of you have ever tried to take on this evil device that is a <laughs> fitness tool. It brings
1: little- on slavery
0: very quick. Oh, my gosh. Oh my so God. all it is is a, ter- a constant treadmill of stairs, and uh, if you look it up on the Internet, it's one of the best ways to improve your cardio, your, your cardiovascular system. I mean, it's like five minutes of it. They say it's like – Three times whatever you do on that is equal to uh, the amount of uh, distance in walking. So, like, 100 flights of stairs is what I started with, and I did it in 33 minutes, but 100 flights of stairs is equal to, I think they said, uh, 5.2 miles of walking. So, it's like you walked five miles in 30 minutes.
1: I have been working out with trevor some and to pull back the curtain when i got sick i developed this cough since november 9th and Mm. and i've just like it's been sad to see not (laughs) felt okay to go back but i i do want to come back when this goes away and and it's i had flu and covid and possibly was taking an allergy medication too long without switching and that was drying my throat out and maybe some other stuff and so um and and it turning into winter. So me being inside more, we changed our air filters, we're sleeping with a humidifier, trying to everything I can to get rid of this. Um, but before November 9th, I was working out with Trevor a little bit more and I did the stairmaster master once for two minutes and I was seeing colors. <laughs> I was I'm not no joke, like a cartoon person get gets knocked out and like the like dizziness or <laughs> yep, like yeah. whatever. I was, I was not okay. (laughs) And I wasn't going either as hard as Trevor or more than two minutes. So uh, the reason (laughs) I tell you all this is because
0: uh, there's something that shifted in me when I started setting that goal. I've always been athletic. I've always had like coaches and stuff, but I've never had the drive that's had to come just from me. No one's standing behind me. No one's waiting for me to do this. Nobody's going to force me or get angry if I don't. Um, it's just my drive. And so I slowly improved that time of 100 flights down to where at on October 31st in one month, I moved it from 33 minutes down and I beat 15 minutes, which was my goal. I beat yeah. it in 1455. Heart rate was 192, about died, definitely <laughs> seeing and smelling colors. Um, <laughs> smelling colors, seeing sounds. So, so It was horrible. Um, but... I've continued that now to a place where I can continue that 15 minute pace. I've done it three times this week at 200 flights. And so doing 200 flights in under 30 minutes. Yeah. And which in my heart rate is staying right around 165 now. So, you know, I just saw the doctor just a couple of days ago because I actually have a rib issue that I've been dealing with for about a week. And, you know, the, just everything in my general health has just improved immensely and yeah. almost every issue that I've gone away, despite, you know, the sleep is still something I'm, but I get good sleep at night. It's just still a difficult challenge at times that I, I need at, at times some medication over the counter. But for the most part, I have, uh, I have no more heartburn. I have, uh, zero, I've had zero panic attacks zero anxiety. Yeah. Um, I have, my liver enzymes are back to normal <laughs> and, uh, my blood pressure is well within normal range and, uh, all of that has changed in literally like seven or eight months of working out. I mean, it's just more yeah. like eight. But I don't know the the working out. I I I tend to tend to say this: if if you're eating well, the working out feels like you're moving forward, and if you're not eating well, working out feels like you're breaking even. Yeah. And so it, your diet really is the foundation for whether or not what what you're doing in the gym is going to have the desired effect.
1: Yeah. I've I've. Uh seen some stuff about weight loss that talks about how, um, working out almost does nothing. If you don't, if you aren't in charge of your diet, That diet is literally almost a hundred percent of the weight loss game, yep. but diet is an entire lifestyle Yep. and what it takes to conquer diet. You build that fortitude by working out. So, like, like once you get to the point mm-hmm. where you, you can control both of them, uh, then yeah stairmaster equals this many calories equals whatever but before then yep. you you're probably going to eat more because you work out yep. and therefore you might even get less you might healthy is hard to say but you might actually just gain weight for a while oh, if, yeah. if you don't conquer diet as you're as you're Working on working I was going to
0: show this. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. Um, but if you're not, then you can't. But I have this graph of my you weight
1: loss. You should hold it out there longer because so the camera might this, take a minute to I have to focus. this
0: uh, this graph of my weight loss over the <laughs> last year. And it's so exactly what you just said, Ryan, where, like, it's it's not a linear line straight down. It's got moments where it goes up and down and it kind of, yeah. it kind of migrates around. And there's, like, these little plateaus that I talked about. Yeah. Where, like, you're, you're, you'll gain a little muscle and you'll feel like, what the heck, I'm not doing it. And then yeah. come back and you'll do it again. And I watched YouTube till I was blue in the face to try to figure out, you know, what to do. And I, everything that I learned and was ready for, I've experienced. Like it's insane. So if you've been in shape before in your life, your muscles actually have memory yeah. cells. They have these little things called uh, uh, memory receptors in your muscles, and they know how to snap back into shape. But if you've never been in shape in your life and you've never had it, you don't have those. And so the process can be much longer and the results yeah. can be much smaller uh, or or in shorter periods of time, you, it's impossible to do. Now I had those. And so once I started working out, the fat maybe didn't come off right away, but the muscle came back pretty quickly. And yeah. that started to be kind of the engine that burns more of those calories. Um, one of the things I can just tell you, I would not have succeeded without two things. Uh, one, or probably three things. One, Justin. Justin knew what he was doing in the gym. He knew how to train and he knew how to help me not hurt myself, yeah. but also challenge myself. And having someone that was checking in on me every day that I knew was going to show up, that, that is accountable to himself and to me, that we text each other every day and ask, are we working out? Where are we working out? What are we doing? Even yeah. if we're not working out together. Yeah, and that has been a game changer. So that that to me is something that I, I I I tell him that all the time. That I'm like, and he's like, you put the work in, and I'm like, I know I did, but like <laughs> next to you, yeah, like, you know, like yeah. with you, you know, like. And
1: so, if you don't have a friend who's like that, if you do, like latch on, yeah, and, tr- and try to like grow with them and and lean on their knowledge. If you don't, and you have the money. Yeah, and you probably do have the money. You could you could skim out some of the diet stuff that you're spending money on. You can yep. do all this different stuff. You probably do have the money somewhere. If you're like, it seems like I should, but I don't, then you you probably the coaching is available. Finding a, a a personal trainer,
0: absolutely, who can
1: talk about diet a little bit, but maybe like you don't like sit down and make a diet plan with them, but maybe you make some rules or whatever.
0: I think that that's the number one thing is you want good advice at the beginning with a good training program with some accountability. And that's what Justin ended up being in a friend. Yeah. And I got very lucky because it it would cost a lot of money for him to do what he did for me for free. Uh, The second thing is you need to find an app to track your calories. Like there's, I don't care what diet you're on, every body type, every genetic Every genetic code that is in you is different than every person around you. And your makeup and what works for you is going to be dependent on your diet. And for me, lower carbs, lower sugars matter more than fats. Fats don't matter to me. I can have bacon every day and I can still lose weight. I can still have a a gin and tonic every now and then. Now with bubbly and lime, that's really low calorie. But as long as I track my calories, I, I can have margarita pizza. Um, I can have, you know, a yeah. turkey melt with cheese and a bread every now. And, and
1: then. to be fair, uh y- tracking your calories is a good habit to make and it helps make you really food aware. Um and and I think Trevor might disagree with this, but like you want to track your calories to retrain your brain. Yep. And maybe you look it up as a reference eight months down the road, but but I think after a good six, eight months, whatever. You can kind of figure out tracking. Like,
0: I think is only really important, and this is exactly I think where you're yeah. going. Tracking is only really important when you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you're not trying to lose weight, once you learn <laughs> what foods are and how much, like I can tell you that and a you know how to chicken read a quesadilla from ta- from Taco Bell is 521 calories. I can tell yeah. you that. I can tell you that the a crunchy taco
1: is 170 ish. And if you make it fresca and do less cheese and whatever, then it's a little less. I
0: don't know yep. how much. Well, and like uh, Mazio's thin crust pe- uh, cheese pizza is 178 or 187 and per, their, slice. per slice. And their pepperoni pizzas is 287. So just for pepperonis is a hundred more calories a slice. So yeah. once you learn stuff like that, it, you're right. It, it doesn't. Yeah. I I track because it holds me accountable, but I also track because it gives me permission when yeah. I want to go over or when yeah. I want more that I've gained it. And I also use it to track my exercise. So it's like yeah, I track how many. And in calories this weight I'm loss burning. period,
1: it's it's vital.
0: Oh, incredibly vital. But,
1: but later it'll be you've you've trained yourself for however many months. Yeah. On, on how this works. And it, you could continue to do it, but if you ever get off, you still have the food brain, yes, the
0: calorie-counting brain with you. And I think that's the – I've been scared to kind of even talk about this on camera and with it because I don't want to pretend like I have it all figured out or that yeah. I, I, I wouldn't revert at some point or make some mis- <coughs> you know, but I, I, I know the difference in me because I crave a Greek salad from Ares more than I crave their pizza. Like if their salad is so good. They have this marinade on their grilled chicken that is fantastic. Their lettuce is so yeah. good. It's a homemade uh, Italian dressing or Greek dressing, and it's it's phenomenal. I crave uh, apples. I love yeah. apples. I eat apples them. are so good. Raspberries are freaking Skittles to me right now. I yeah. I have raspberries all the time. And I, you've talked about like making
1: like roast almonds or other stuff with like stevia.
0: Yep. And, I I uh, will yeah. have. I mean, I just I've made so many little changes that have made such major differences in my in my diets, and it's it's crazy, you know. I'll come home and I'll have a light can of tuna or a boil or hard boiled egg, and you know they're just small choices that all of a sudden didn't real. And I, again, I'll I'll have you link that video to the Atomic Habits because yeah. I think it's so good. It's all about pulling pulling the consequences of poor dish, uh, dietary decisions, the consequences of the donut into the present at the same time pulling the reward of health into the present at the same time. Yeah. If you can feel the weight of both at the same time. It makes those decisions not feel as hard but actually worth it. Um, one of the things it talks about in that video that I love so much is it says every dietary choice is a vote for the person you want to be later in your life. Yeah, And if you learn to to cast the uh, the larger number of votes, that's the person that gets elected in your life. Yeah, And I, and I found that to be incredibly helpful. But I think what Ryan led to earlier is what I want to end with. And what I really want to encourage you to do is that there is there's a confidence and a reassurance and a feeling of um, accomplishment that I think I wish every person could have. It's not that I feel invincible, Or that um, I've discovered like some sort of like fountain of youth or whatever, (laughs) even though I do feel like I'm Benjamin buttoning this year. Like I'm just like aging backwards. Yeah,
1: if you go back and watch episodes like 46 through 60, uh, I I just glanced at a couple of those and it's upsetting. Yeah, how how different we both look you with your health journey me with my beard like it's just like <laughs> yeah
0: no uh, it, <laughs> i've been working is, on my beard since january of no, we have a few photos on the <laughs> website that's still like yeah like the first one that pops up i'm always like oh and i have uh some comparison photos that i have that i share with people and i don't know if i'll ever put anything up on the internet about it but the difference is just uh it's, it almost makes me emotional to think about it because I didn't realize how bad it had gotten. And yeah. I, I look at my face and I look at the way that I, th- I remember feeling. And, uh, I mean this in the, like the best of ways, but it was a, it was a very dark place to a place now of feeling very, very different.
1: And I don't want to leave this episode without talking about the faith realm, yeah. and how it, how it impacts and kind of, touches every part of what we've talked about today because this is a church podcast this is a faith podcast absolutely um i i see a lot of like uh first corinthians one and two sorry first and second corinthians Mm -hmm. in the discussion today there's a podcast i listen to um that's uh, a handful of professors from the college we both went to called every thought captive and they're taking their name from Second Corinthians oh nine or 12 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe I should go back to Bible college. <laughs> uh, they're taking their name from somewhere kind of in the middle later yeah, part of Second Corinthians. Take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take every thought captive to Christ. Mm-hmm. And um e- even a little bit earlier in there. I think it's the same same book. I really hope so. Uh but I I know it's Paul he talks about um I've I've trained like an athlete. I've shadow been shadow boxing. I've been whatever. All, all that as a metaphor for faith. I've trained myself yep. so that I can be as useful to Christ. So that my my resolution about about my conviction about Christ can be as strong as possible. So that when I when I get shipwrecked, when I get beaten and imprisoned and I'm put in chains, yeah. I know what to do instinctively. And even though the the phrase is every thought captive, and and that is good and true that you've trained yourself up that you can have a little bit of strength against thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, the taking captive idea really applies to this because yeah, we've talked about how working out doesn't necessarily help you lose weight that much. Yep. But what it, what it does is build up who you are and your character. You talked about how I can do hard things in my relationship with my wife, in relationship with my kids, because I've done hard things earlier at the gym, and I, I know how to do that, and these don't seem that yep. hard anymore. Yep. Because of that, you can now not be a... I, I mean, other parts in the New Testament, don't be a slave to sin, but be a slave to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to... Um, lean on Jesus, you're able to stand up on your own two feet and you're able to slip your arms out of the chains to your relationship to food and caffeine and, yep. and alcohol and entertainment. And uh, you're able to <coughs> have the fortitude to avoid um, amusing yourself to death, to just be caught up in the current of how you feel and that leading you to this or that numbing agent. It's um,
0: incredible to watch uh, yeah. myself uh, learn lessons that I feel like were just an immaturities in myself. Yeah. Like we talk a lot about, and this is like a stupid illustration, but it really helps. Like when you learn how to weightlift uh, in the proper way, what you're really trying to do, especially if you're trying to lift really heavy things or get to an aesthetic, is you try to isolate a muscle with an exercise. Yeah. But if you're not careful, what'll happen is uh, other muscles will take over to try to protect <coughs> that one mes- muscle when it gets tired yeah. because once it gets tired and it starts to wear down, it can't, you know, whatever. And That's if you're why else,
1: form is so important. Yes,
0: and it's also important because if you're not engaging that muscle and you're using all these other muscles, you'll never grow that muscle. I feel like that's, that's kind of what entertainment and food and other things can become is that you never yeah. learn this discipline. You never learn this, like, ability to do something hard because you have other things that are protecting you from having to do it. Yeah, like it. They're not. It's not letting you get to a place where you're isolating that muscle. Yeah. And over this last year, you're right. It. it I mean, you want to talk about a faith journey. Um, faith is is putting your hope in something down the road, right? That the yeah. hoping is going to happen.
1: And you can have educated ideas about mm-hmm. why it's yeah. good to have faith in that, but it's putting your faith in something that isn't in the present.
0: Yes, and so when you diet and when you <laughs> exercise. You're putting your faith that your body's going to respond and that the the results are going to come, but they don't show up in a week or a month yeah. or sometimes this even is eight three months. months. year it's like or ten exactly. So it's like they don't show up right away. And there's a lot of like the consistency is ultimately what brings the reward. And I I've just learned yeah. that you sometimes sometimes you have to learn to plant seeds that you'll never sit in the shade of. And I think for me, a lot of this is I'm just getting to bask in some of the shade that I that I planted yeah. months and months and months ago. Um, but I'm also learning that there's other consistencies in my life that are promising things that I think I'm learning to trust in even more. And one of them absolutely is healthy decisions inside my faith and wanting yeah. th- my relationship with my wife and my kids and, and even the church and with you guys, uh, the staff. Like, I want, I want those things to have the consistency and the willing to do the hard things if that's yeah. what they require. And, you know, I'd, I'll close by saying this, like, I am not an expert. I did not learn all this stuff and then just like there was no golden ticket. Yeah. <laughs> there was no like silver bullet. It it legitimately was I had a good friend, I got I got a good plan and then I just decided to do it. Yeah. And the silver bullet is that
1: your whole life has to change to match this. Yep. And if you don't understand that, if you think that there's some other silver bullet that won't require you to sacrifice that much, yep. then maybe you'll lose a couple pounds and then put it back on.
0: I felt like Thanos every time somebody asked me, how'd you do it? And he's like, what did it cost you? And everything. He's like, everything. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it really. But it, Again,
1: but it helps you learn how to sacrifice and prioritize. Yep. And if that isn't like what it takes to be a faithful Christian, not not like that will save you. Like no, like no, like Jesus no. won't. But that will. But like like take up your cross and follow me. Some of us have said the magic words about Jesus, but never wanted to to lift that cross and use those muscles. Yep. We don't have like uh splintery back from practicing taking up our cross
0: no and i think the the example that it has been i have a five 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 close guys that i work out with a lot and i'm around a lot and the relationship and bond that we have <laughs> i think it's gonna be like lifelong i don't know if i'll yeah. ever like not talk to these guys in a way because it, we have been kind of through the trenches and done this stuff yeah. together and i think when you start to recognize that your faith <laughs> your faith is, is absolutely something you are supposed to participate in. Yes, grace yeah. is a gift. You're supposed to cultivate it yes, like a gardener. <laughs> you are. And faith can be something that, yes, you can coast on grace. You can. And God's love will not change for you. But man, there is rocket fuel also in your faith that God wants you to to grow and, and to improve yeah. and to see your life get healthier. He wants you to have life and life to the full. And I would tell you, I used to think that meant deep dish pizza, but I think <laughs> it meant different. And, and you know, I, I, really, I really just, I wish everybody could experience the high that it is to, to meet a goal and do something really hard consistently enough and change your life in a way that you yeah. see that there's value beyond the sacrifice. And yeah. I think in faith, obviously, we have that going on all the time and the consistency and, and the love and all that. We see the fruits of that. You have been around a Christmas tree or you're going to be around a Christmas tree with people that have been faithful and true and people of integrity, and you see the, the reward that they are reaping later in their life, and you've been around people that have not been people of integrity, yeah. that have not lived up to whatever, and, and you've felt the loss, yeah, the distraction, the pain. The heartbreak, from yeah, that. and it's it's you almost see the like
1: alcoholic uncle and the like prayer warrior grandma, yep. and you think I guess that's just the way those people are. Yep. But it's not like they just were those people. It's like they practiced being those people for Absolutely. a
0: long time. And I, you know, I've learned that the gym is a lot of times a place where a lot of people go to bury pain and to bury bury heartache. Um, very beginning, uh, just coming out of all my stuff. That was like one of my favorite things to say. I'm going to go and I'm going to bury my pain in the muscles. And what, what do we do when we don't have enough muscles? Well, we get bigger muscles. And so it's like the pain just gets buried in them. Put my emotions in my muscles. Yep. So, you know, and I, I really have found the gym to be a place of just unity and everybody wants to see everybody else succeed. And they're proud of you when they show up and they're encouraging you. And, I think about that all the time, that I, I hope the church can be the same way, that we're broken and we're in pain or we don't understand or that we're heartbroken, that we're in there putting in the work, trying to figure it out, yeah. encouraging one another, willing to do it even when it's hard. Um, yeah, as you're working on this system and you're trying to figure out what your journey is going to be like for this year, don't feel like you need to try to lose 75 pounds or whatever I try to do. That's not my challenge. My challenge is to 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 figure out something that would be hard for you to do and try to find a way for you to do it if you really want it. Start by watching the Atomic
1: Habits video mm-hmm. and then think about what in your own life yep. like you can start to take charge of rather than it taking charge of you and however kitschy and fun and mm-hmm. cutesy that sounds, like like the take charge language is also just slavery language. What yep. have you been dragged by the ankle by? Food, caffeine, alcohol, yep. whatever. And uh uh sleep habits, TV, yep. entertainment. What have you been dragged by the ankle by that you can start to take charge of with good habits and, and uh good decision making? I just like the
0: language of reclaiming. Yeah. Reclaim it. Yeah. Like you you've been set free, you're free indeed. <coughs> and uh I feel the tension now more than ever. When something gets a hold of me and I realize that I couldn't let it go easily, I start to very quickly want that stronghold to, to to be destroyed. Like I don't like it in a way that I think I never did in my life. So uh, one of the things that I've just leave you with this encouragement, whatever you choose to do, whether it's inside atomic habits or whether it's your diet, whether it's a a substance or some sort of thing that you're acting out in or cussing or, you know, whatever it is, um, there's a rule, um, to how, how stressful a plan should be. And it's an Olympic Mm -hmm. rule and it's called the, the, the the law of thirds, and it's whatever you're choosing to do, there should be a third of the time that you feel really good about it. There should be a third of the time that you're, like, not sure. It's, like, okay, not your favorite. And then there should be a third of the time where you absolutely hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is not what I want to do. Those three things should happen about in equal amounts. So if you had three days, one of them is going to be one day, one is going to be the other. And the reason is is because if you don't have any sucky days, then you're probably not going hard enough. Yeah, and if sometimes you're unsure, that means that your confidence is is being challenged. But if you're if you're not being successful enough that you don't have days where you're enjoying it, then it's probably too hard. Yeah, and so you're not growing we, in it. You're being crushed. Yes, by it. you're being crushed by it. And so if you can if you can work that out, where don't trust one day that you just feel terrible to be the thing that shuts you down, and don't trust the day where it just you're not sure. That's okay. Yeah, and learn to say if every day is just really easy, maybe I should go harder. Yeah. Maybe I should try something a little more difficult. Seriously. And push yourself. So, you know, let this be something I don't think there's like you said earlier. The silver bullet is the consistency. The silver bullet is that it is possible. Like there is there's The silver tool. bullet
1: is that it needs to take over your life. Yep.
0: It's just going to take over everything and When I say I've tracked my calories for 250 days straight, when I say I've run 200 flights of stairs under 30 minutes three times this week, once after going to Silver Dollar City last week. (laughs) So I was like at 10, 30 at night. Add 100 flights of stairs to that number. So, you know, know, those are the types of things. But when I was driving back from Branson, Katrina looked at me and goes, you're going to run stairs tonight? And I go, maybe. And she goes, you are. Because she knows if I say maybe, I'm probably doing it. Yeah. I, you know, that's a, such a huge change. And I, I didn't have time to talk about how I feel like my energy level's gone up, how my relationship with my kids has changed. I can play with them and, and run, and I feel like I'm a better example for what they need to do. I feel like my wife looks at me like I want to be around longer and that our marriage matters and that my You can health, be whatever
1: you need to be in life because yeah. you have the energy and you have
0: the ability. Yes, and there's no longer questions of, like, I don't know if Trevor will want to do that. She knows if I, if she asks, and I have the time that I'm up for it. And so— yeah. I think it's just all around improved my life, and I really appreciate if you're still listening. Thanks, Mom, uh, for listening. But <laughs> if you're still listening to this, um, man, um, I, I believe every single person can take steps to, to do some healthy things in this, and it does not yeah. have to look like massive weight loss. It really can just be reclaiming your relationship with food or just starting to do some hard things. Your just relationship to with your
1: phone and social media. Yes.
0: Like, oh my lord! Truthfully, and I have work to do there as well. I love YouTube. I'm a youtube YouTubeaholic, but yeah. you know that's it is it is possible, I guess. And I don't know if I'd have been a person a year ago that would have said, "Yeah, I could do it." So um, praise be to God and Justin Day and, <laughs> and God and His son and uh, I day. use the Lose It app. So Lose It is mm-hmm. what I use. My Fitness pals is great. Uh, either of those are awesome. So um, yeah good luck on your journey. I hope that 2023 is better uh, in every way for you. I am looking forward to trying to figuring out how to maintain what I have achieved and to stay healthy and keep moving forward and keep doing hard things and getting to use this body now that I've reclaimed and figure it out. So it'll be fun. Try not to get injured.
1: (laughs) So go down in the description, wherever you are, Spotify or Apple podcasts or YouTube or wherever, Go watch the Atomic Habits video. And then if you're on YouTube, comment. Mm-hmm. If you're anywhere else, email us at ryan at kingswaymo.com. Yeah, if even and you want tell us what you're, mm-hmm. what you're hoping your journey will be. What, what's that, that yeah.
0: goal you want to work towards? I'd love to see that. And even if, you know, for me, I, I set that goal. And it's really funny. The app tells you when you're going to get your goal. Yeah, and it it would it told me last March that I wouldn't get it until January, yeah. and I kept trying to prove it wrong. Yeah, and it's it was right the whole time. That's <laughs> right the whole time. So yeah. you know that's it's just how it works. <laughs> well, Ryan, thanks for letting me share this, and yeah, and I appreciate the conversation. It really was fun, and I hope for anybody that's still listening, thank you again for uh, for paying attention and and caring. And man, if anybody else had a journey like that, I want to hear about it. So yeah. if anybody's listening and they were on a journey similar, I want to hear about that too. So. Um, until next time, I guess, uh, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, do all the yeah. stuff Ryan said, and, uh, have a great glorious day in the Lord. We'll see you later. See ya.